The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Well, now, Ireland will face Wales in the Six Nations fixture tomorrow. And joining me to preview the game is former Leinster Ireland and Lions fullback Rob Carney. Rob, good morning. Pat, good morning. How are you? I'm great. What do you think of our starting 15 with, of course, uh, all the focus on the fullback? I I think it's a a good starting 15, Pat. You know, you have a lot of guys there who have been rewarded for some good form over the last few weeks. Um, You know, you look at the likes of of Gary Ringrose now, who's sort of back in contention, okay, hasn't finished his full uh, return to play protocols, but Robbie Henshaw in that 13 jersey for the last few weeks have done really well. So I think that's what you want to see with your team, the guys who have played well, that they hold on to the jersey. Uh, And of course, we have a big change at at number 15, Kieran Frawley coming in for the injured Hugo Keenan. It has always been an area of concern for Ireland as, you know, a lot of chat about if Hugo gets injured, who is next in line. And, you know, no one really knew because there's not an out and out 15 in the squad to replace him. So Kieran Frawley, uh, you know, plays majority of his rugby at 10 or 12, but can also play 15 and you know, he's one of these players who, you know, is very versatile and can play lots of different positions. So it's a big game for him. Um, but I, I think he's he's certainly up to it. Now, he is relatively new, I suppose, in the Ireland jersey, but uh, he's not that young a man. He's played a lot of rugby. Yeah, he has. He's, he's 25, 26 years of age. So he's been around a long time. He's played an awful lot of games for Leinster. He's played an awful lot of big games for Leinster. And I suppose he's steered the ship and, and moved his team around very well. So, you know, in, in, in terms of a, a young guy coming into the international scene, I don't have those worries about him. Um, you know, so he, he has been around the block for, for, good while and hopefully that level of experience over the last number of years will stand to him. Yeah. Now, uh, as a former fullback yourself, um, I presume Wales will attempt to test him under the high ball very early on. Yeah, they, they won't They won't attempt to do it. They'll absolutely do it. Um, you know, when you look through a team sheet, when, when the opposition team has been named, you, you go through it and you, you look for little potential chinks in the armour and you know, Wales will look at Kieran Frawley and say, well, he's a guy who's not played much 15. He certainly hasn't played much of it at international rugby. So let's throw some high balls up on him early in the game and see how he deals with them. Um, were there uh, other possibilities that uh, came to your mind? I mean, who was on your potential list of fullbacks before Frawley was confirmed? I mean, would James Lowe, for example, uh, I mean, when he gets the ball and he does regularly uh, and then boots it downfield... I mean, he's potent in his own way, but uh, would he be a strategic option at fullback? Yeah, I think he, he definitely would have been an, an option. Jimmy O'Brien, who who played a few games at the World Cup, probably would have been the natural successor to Hugo in terms of that number two. He's out injured at the moment. Um, so, you know, James Lowe, he, he's been phenomenal on the, on the left wing for Ireland. Um, and, you know, there is, there's a few different intricacies of playing fullback versus the wing. You know, your fitness levels have to be an awful lot higher. And, you know, as we know with James, he's a big, strong, powerful man and, and maybe covering the backfield as much as a fullback might need to do um, could have tested him a little bit. But, you know, when you've got players playing so well in a specific position like he is, 
you're sometimes reluctant to move them out of that. Um, so th- there is a few different options, but for me, I think they've gone with the right one this week. Mm. Being secure under the high ball obviously is important, but I, I suspect the other skill that's vital is that sense of uh, strategic play, you know, where you place yourself. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, l- listen, first and foremost, being secure under the high ball is absolute paramount because if the op- opposition see a weakness there they'll keep kicking it to you and if you keep dropping it it's just easy return of, of the ball back to them um, a feel of the game and knowing the right place to be at the right time is is really important and I suppose that's probably going to be the most difficult thing for Kieran this weekend is is trying to get that backfield coverage and and the decision making of when to run to kick but you know I think for him if he can just ease himself into the game and, and play those percentages early on and not put the team under pressure uh, that will that'll be a, a huge tick next to his name I, I'm trying to figure out what we learned from the first two weekends about Wales I don't know what's going to turn up no, uh, I don't think anyone does. Um, they're going through a huge period of transition at the moment. The Welsh regional rugby is is not in a great place, and you know the the quality of young players that they're producing is is not as good as as it's used to being. Um, but you know, I think when when players put on an international jersey for their country, a lot of times it just brings out something else in them, and we've seen. Many times down through the past, Warren Gatlin get the very best out of his team. So, listen, they're, they're not certainly firing at all cylinders at the moment. Um, but I think if, if Ireland play to their potential, um, they absolutely won't be able to live with mm-hmm. us. Finally, Rob, uh, the, the whole idea, Ireland are, you know, the, the hottest tip, I suppose, to uh, retain uh, their uh, title this year in the Six Nations. Uh, but much was always made in the past that Ireland loved to be underdogs. Did you ever care whether you had a label of underdog or sure thing? No, not really. Sometimes, you know, it's, it's nice to have that element of underdog because expectation isn't isn't as high and, and the pressures that come with that. But I think as a rugby nation, we've, we've come so far in, in the last few years that we enjoy being favourites and, and we should enjoy being favourites. You know, like I said, we know that when we play to the best of our potential on a given day, we can beat any team in the world and, and we shouldn't shy away from that. And, you know, I think it's something that's inherent in our DNA as Irish people that we like being underdogs and, you know, we like, um, you know, not being touted as favourites. But, you know, I think this rugby team at the moment has given us all you know, life lessons, not just in sport, but, you know, for greater walks of life too. Yeah, all right. And finally then, Ireland by what spread, do you think, Rob? Ireland by, oh, Pat, I'd say 15 to 20 points. Wow. All right. Well, perhaps we'll talk on Monday. Rob Carney, thank you very much for joining us. <laughs> good man. Have a good weekend. And Kathleen McNamee uh, listening to our conversation. Uh, Kathleen, uh, he's confident. He's very confident. I suppose I can't understand why. I mean, this Wales team is pretty much unknown to us. There's so many young faces mm-hmm. in there. We obviously know Gatlin very, very well, and he can always throw up a surprise. So that's why I'm not too sure if it'll be mm-hmm. as wide as that. But I do think... In the other games, we expect a, a slowly resurgent England uh, to go to Murrayfield and win. And Italy coming to France, we expect France to do the business there. I think so, yeah. I don't think they're... Well, it, like Scotland could throw up a challenge for England, especially because they're at Murrayfield. We've seen them do it before. But I think with 
where England are at the moment in this championship, they'll probably get the win. Mm. Okay, uh, staying with uh, soccer, we've got uh, some nice fixtures in the League of Ireland tonight. Yeah, big Dublin derby day today in the League of Ireland. So Shells are taking on Shamrock Rovers at quarter to eight and then Pats are playing Bowes at quarter to eight as well. All the kickoffs tonight, quarter to eight. So those are going to be two big ones. Shells and Shamrock Rovers, particularly interesting because of the two managers involved. you got Stephen Bradley going up against Damien Duff. Duff was saying that he thought Bradley could take the Ireland job and I was <laughs> looking at the comments wondering, like, do you want to get rid of maybe your biggest competition there? Um, and then elsewhere, you have Dundalk playing Galway, Sligo, or Sligo taking on Derry, Andrada taking on Waterford. The women have a friendly? Yep, they're playing Italy at quarter past five. Devastating news yesterday, Jamie Finn, big, big player for the team, uh, suffered an ACL injury. She missed out on the World Cup and it was quite controversial at the time that she did miss out so it's really bad timing for her having just got back into the squad unlikely to see Louise Quinn tonight either because she suffered from a dislocated shoulder a couple of weeks ago so hopefully see her for the Wales game but this is a lead up to the Nations League League A games which will be happening later in the year now, uh, Cross Channel um, I suppose the, the one that is, should be of great interest is the League Cup final Liverpool and Chelsea but does anybody care? I think Chelsea will care about it because they are in such a place in the league at the moment where they're a mid-table team, essentially, and they need to prove that they can go out and win something. Interestingly, I've seen a lot of people tipping Chelsea for this game rather than Liverpool, and I'm not sure if it's the fact that Liverpool are playing so much at the moment. And, they and think so they're many gonna, injuries. And so many injuries, and the, are they going to prioritise the league? But I feel like for Klopp, he's the sort of manager who wants to go in and win everything. Chelsea have had decent form recently as well so it could be a good competition um, a lot of people seem to be saying that they think it's going to be a draw and then it'll be Chelsea after extra time uh, One of the texters about the whole artiste scandal said uh, you know keep the drama for the screens please <laughs> <laughs> and you'd feel like saying the same to the FAI they were at the committee yesterday you know let, let's have some excitement on the pitch for a change I think we would much prefer some excitement on the pitch than uh, in the public accounts c- committee but yeah terrible timing for the FAI once again you have to question some of the excuses that they offered up yesterday you know Jonathan Hill saying that it was a joke when he asked for that money for instead of taking annual leave and trying to explain to the committee why a question mark and an exclamation mark and the money only rested in his account (laughs) it very much was it was only resting there and then the redacted emails you know it was basically a full page of redactions to the point where they even redacted the social media handles at the bottom of the page the FAI I do think things have changed in the FAI I think this is a major slip up, but I don't think we're back to the place that we were a couple of years ago. But they really, really couldn't afford to make a mistake like that. And finally, GAA action over the weekend? Yeah, some big ties over the weekend. So you have Tyrone taking on Mayo, Dublin playing Kerry, which will be very interesting. That's at half seven on Saturday. And then you also have Galway taking on Derry and then the Hurling Cork versus Waterford and Wexford versus Clare. Very good. Kathleen McNamee, thank you very much. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.